Greetings and salutations, one and all. Hopefully we got a little better mix on the intro music this time. Unfortunately, I don't have any way of monitoring back what it sounds like as I'm doing this live. So for that, I apologize. I'm going to uh, talk over the music here just a little bit while we give some folks a chance to jump in here and see what's happening. My name is TJ Hollingsworth, and you are listening to the Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventure podcast companion piece to our youtube channel by the same name my name is tj hollingsworth i'll be your host and per usual judy not joining me today she had to go in the office and work today i work from home so i got time to do these kind of things and share some time with you all as i mentioned companion piece to our youtube channel uh, if you'd like to check that out we certainly invite you to that's kind of why we're doing this you can check us out at youtube and then just search Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventure. Usually Judy and TJ's enough. You'll see our uh, our smiling faces will pop up in that search engine. You can click on it and check out our content. Our uh, channel is basically about two empty nesters trying to figure out what to do with our lives uh, now that we uh, are on our own again. Go back and rekindling some of those uh, passions that maybe got kicked aside or had to be put on the back burner because of family and career and all the responsibilities that go along with it. And hopefully along the way, inspire you to uh, maybe do the same thing. Try something new, or as I like to say, be brave enough to suck at something brand new, learn a new skill, pick up a new sport. I don't know, whatever it is, but just ways to uh, to, to make the most of the prime time of your life. Um, today, we're going to talk about a couple of different things. We're going to talk a little bit about what we've got going on YouTube. Wouldn't be doing my due diligence if I didn't do that. Also going to talk about my Indianapolis 500-mile race experience and the Memorial Day weekend in general. And uh, we're going to wrap it up with some uh, health talk and infrared saunas and why they may or may not be good for you. And I'm going to show you, uh, take about a video that I've got posted where I built one for under 300 bucks. Uh, now, and I'll say this again when we get there, but I do want to hit on this because you have to because we live in this Sue Happy culture. I am not a doctor. I'm certainly not your doctor. I don't know what's up with your health. I'm telling you what I do. If it inspires you to try it. Uh, you would not be very wise to not consult your physician first. So don't do what I do. Just enjoy watching me do it. Sometimes I do good things. Sometimes I screw stuff up. It's kind of fun of watching. What's he going to do next? Nobody really knows. Uh, but let's talk about YouTube real quick. Uh, two things on that front. First off, uh, we're seeing some great growth on Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures. For that, I thank you if you are a subscriber. Uh, this does get kicked over the audio portion of this. That's all there is is audio, right? But it does automatically get kicked over to YouTube. So you may be listening to that. So if you are, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. There's a lot of stuff up there from the uh, practice days leading up to uh, qualifying for the Indianapolis 500. Um, I am literally sitting on a pile of video I took uh, on my way to the race uh, with my grandson, uh, my 18 year old grandson, Jackson. He went to the race with me this year. And uh, we've got some great video from that. I didn't shoot a lot of stuff during the race simply because what am I going to show you that NBC Sports couldn't do better? You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I had to hit the cough button there. But uh, I just really wanted to kind of show you the fan experience, show you what the things that you don't see on TV and see it from, uh, I guess, a, a point of view, a POV rather than how broadcast TV sends it to you. Uh, to try and explain that, uh, the number of people that are there and that's such a relatively small space, rather, excuse me, is very difficult to do, but that is what we're trying for. So we did everything from, uh, we did a lap around the infamous Coca-Cola field, which is the, uh, 
field that houses the Coca-Cola bottling factory that is right outside of turn number four of the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. Uh, there were well over, I think I put 10,000 on the video description, but I think in all likelihood it's closer to 30,000 people that are in tents, RVs, motorhomes, you name it. Uh, they pull up and they camp there anywhere from the night before the race to the uh, to the Thursday night before the Sunday event. And it uh, it is just absolutely crazy. I think the description I used is if you took Mardi Gras and married it to Key West Fantasy Fest, that's the environment and the atmosphere around the Indianapolis Motor Speedway and the Coca-Cola uh, field that night before the race. So uh, be sure to check that out. There's some shorts in there I threw up just as we were walking. Uh, about a two and a half mile walk from my, uh, my childhood home, my mother's home, to our seats uh, at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. So I tried to document that the best I can. Some of it's already up in short form. Uh, once I get done with this podcast, uh, which is being recorded live, I will be going to, uh, to put that up as soon as I can. So appreciate that. Got a viewer in the room already. Do appreciate that. And it looks like it's some form of Eric2003, and I apologize for not uh, getting your name right, but he uses some uh, different phonetics and things like that. But, hey, I appreciate you watching, man. Thanks for chop, uh, stopping in and taking some time out of your day. So that's what we got going on YouTube. Uh, as far as what we have in the pipeline, this is pretty exciting. I am looking for a rocket launch uh, down in, uh, on the Space Coast of Florida for the month of June, maybe early July. It has been something I've wanted to do my entire life, and that is go see a live rocket launch. And with uh, Elon Musk and SpaceX and uh, their very aggressive launch schedule, uh, it is making it very easy to do. And I'll show you a little hack to where I'm gonna get down there for, for virtually nothing, relatively speaking. Um, first off, SpaceX, 52 launches this year between SpaceX satellites uh, for, uh, for Starlink internet service. And then also they also, they, uh, they're heavy. The Falcon, I think it's a Falcon nine heavy rocket is used to transport people back and forth to the international space station. Uh, 52 launches were the plan. So that averages out to one a week, plus everything NASA is doing, plus other things, commercial rocketry. There is just a ton of, uh, of space launches uh, from Cape Canaveral in the Kennedy space center. There's a couple of groups on Facebook that you can follow that, uh, that I do. And uh, I, I'm just so psyched. Uh, there was going to be a launch when we were down in Key West, Florida, and it would have flown within, uh, you know, viewing site of Key West. But unfortunately, the weather didn't cooperate. They had clouds, so we missed it. So that was about as close as I can get. Now, let me tell you about my hack for getting down there for virtually nothing. Uh, airline travel right now is very expensive. Everything's very expensive. Airline travel is no different. However, uh, about two years ago, maybe a little longer than that, I'm not exactly sure, two to three years ago, uh, Judy and I decided to take advantage of a program that Southwest Airlines was offering, and that was the Southwest uh, Airlines Visa card. Just a regular old credit card. You use it like a credit card, but for every dollar you spend, you accumulate airline miles or points is what they call them at Southwest. So what we did is, as responsibly as we could, we began using our Southwest credit card as a debit card, meaning just for regular purchases, gasoline, groceries, whatever we happen to be doing. We go out for dinner or something like that. We would always, excuse me, sorry about that, allergy season here in central Indiana. Had a little cough there. Uh, but what we would do is we would use our credit card as a debit card. And what I mean by that is uh, instead of using our debit card for like the things I mentioned, we would just throw down our credit card. Then at the end of the month, we would pay the balance off. So we did not keep a balance on it. However, every day we were accumulating points on it. And we racked up airline points like crazy. Uh, which is nice when we, uh, if you've been on our page and you've seen uh, the trip uh, we took down to Fort Myers so we could take my mother 
uh, on her dream vacation trip or day trip to uh, Key West, Florida. I think we spent $16 total just in some fees, uh, airport fees for two round trip tickets back and forth from uh, Indianapolis, Indiana to Fort Myers. So that is a great hack. You can also, I mean, you can do that with anything. Um, the key to it though, in my opinion, I'm not your financial advisor. I'm barely mine. So don't do what I do just because I say it, research it on, make your own decision. However, uh, the key to that is being disciplined, not to run up debt on that. Meaning you're not using your credit card and your debit card at the same time. If you can keep that balance paid off while you do it, uh, it's, you know, it's an easy hack and you can accumulate any, all kinds of stuff. Some cards do cash back, some do uh, airline miles, you know, whatever. There's a million of them out there. So you find the one that works best for what you think you'd like to do. But it's a way you can fly virtually for free. Uh, I can also use those points for rental cars. Well, when I get down to Florida, I'm, it looks like I'm going to have to fly in to either Orlando or uh, I think Jacksonville is the other place southwest. It's fairly, it's, you know, within an hour, hour and a half drive. I'll be able to use airline points for the rental car. So really, I think about the only out-of-pocket expense is going to be uh, any food I eat while I'm down there. Uh, you know, incidental expenditures and some gasoline. And of course, uh, me, I'm going to get the most gas efficient little cracker box rental car they have. I could care less about styling and profiling uh, in a rental car. Not my thing. If it's yours, God bless you. You do you, but I'm going to do me. And that is, I'm going to go down there and have, uh, um, you know, life experience on minimum dollars. So that's just something you can check out. So that is what uh, we've got coming up content wise. As I mentioned, I think last podcast, maybe the one before that, we have to we have had to greatly, greatly change our travel plans as far as with the motorhome uh, for 2022, simply because of gasoline prices. Uh, they are approaching five dollars a gallon here in Central Indiana, which again, I know, depending on what part of the country you're in, that may sound like it's not very much. Uh, but when you're talking about a motorhome with a 75 gallon fuel tank, anything over a couple of bucks is you know, it's just it's it's crippling and it becomes you can't do it it has also impacted my plans on racing this year uh motorsports I'm, I'm a racer myself i have a shifter cart that i like to race and i bought over the pandemic i got a screaming deal listen to me i'm justifying my purchase to you guys i got a i bought a, a formula fst car which is if you think about uh, what an indy car is open wheel open cockpit same thing certainly not near as fast not near as technically complicated but just to kind of draw a visual i've got that sitting out in the shop right now that's almost ready to go uh, but it's not going to be going anywhere anytime soon simply because i can't i can't justify in my head spending you know my, my fuel budget is simply almost doubled and then some so that's kind of where i'm at with that uh and we're looking for other ways to provide content of course leave it to the fate to decide right after we start a semi-travel vlog that gas prices go crazy so anyway i'm getting sidetracked uh that's what we're doing we're looking for ways how can we how can we make that uh that content and uh still do stuff that might be entertaining and interesting to people that's what we're going to do so we are looking we are going to do some motorhome trips uh they're just going to be in and around indiana uh problem with that i don't know problem let's say challenge i hate the word problem the challenge with that is something we might find interesting in indiana may not hold an, a big national uh audience's attention so yeah, bear with us. We'll do what we can do. Anyway, <laughs> what the heck were we talking about? Ah, yes, Indianapolis 500-mile race. Man, what an event. What an event. Uh, over 350,000 people bought tickets to have a seat, plus whatever was in the infield, probably 
And again, these numbers are not released by the, by the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, so they are completely left up to speculation. Somewhere around fifty to 75,000 more people in the infield. Uh, they have what's called the Snake Pit, which they have a huge EDM show uh, that starts at butt crack early. And the reason I know this is two and a half miles away, lying in my motorhome, I thought somebody was driving up the street that my mother lives on with their stereo bumping. I thought, man, who in the world does this this early in the morning? But it didn't really get any louder, and the tone didn't change. I was like, well, what's going on here? And just kept hearing it and kept hearing it and kept hearing it. Two hours later, as uh, Jackson and I start to walk towards the uh, the speedway to go to the race, we still hear it. Once we got finally close enough, we were able to determine that, that was actually the, uh, the sound system from the Snake Pit and the EDM show had started early. Uh, DJ Marshmallow was there. He was the headliner. I'm going to butcher it, but they've had Skrillex, who was a huge EDM uh, DJ. It, it's, I mean, it's a world-class uh, EDM show. Uh, EDM is electronic dance music, by the way, which is not nearly as big in the States as it is everywhere else in the world. Uh, some of the guys that play uh, the Snake Pit in Indianapolis for the race would fill Wembley Stadium if they had a, an event there, and that's no exaggeration whatsoever. Just uh, go type up, uh, do a YouTube search on your own, EDM Festivals Europe or, or South America, and, I mean, it's it's just a monstrous event. So it's not quite as big here in the States, but uh, that's going on in addition to the world's largest single Spectator Day sporting event. Uh, the race itself was fantastic. Uh, Chip Ganassi Racing's Marcus Erickson, who is a, a Formula One transplant from about three or four years ago, was the winner, drove a brilliant race, uh, played it smart, just kind of hung out in the top five until the last 20 laps when it was time to go, and uh, took the lead and really was never challenged. There was a red flag very late in the race with about four laps to go, and he was able to hold off a Pato Award from Mexico and Brazil's Tony Kadan, one of the fan favorites here, uh, to get his very first Indy 500 victory. Uh, the race was terrific, and again, if it's something you've never seen before, uh, go on NBC, download the Peacock app. It's free. You can watch a replay of the 500. Excuse me, I'm going to cough again. Sorry about that. Go back and watch this, and the opening ceremonies and all the ceremonies that lead up to the race are just absolutely amazing. Uh, a lot of it ties in with the fact that it is Memorial Day weekend, and we talked a little bit about this last podcast, I know, but Memorial Day weekend um, is not the day that we celebrate our men and women who serve in the United States military. It is for those who have given their life in service for their country. We have Veterans Day and Armed Forces Day uh, to celebrate those who are still with us. And um, I think I speak for many veterans when I say that as much as they appreciate your, uh, you know, your, your, uh, your, your thanks and your gratitude, Memorial Day is reserved for those who, you know, paid the ultimate price. Uh, like, the, uh, like the saying goes, I don't want to screw this up because it's very important. Uh, all gave some, some gave all. And we like to remember those people. And the Indianapolis Motor Speedway does it as good as any place in this country. And it's absolutely amazing. It's very emotional. And uh, I, again, I just, I'm not going to ruin it. Just look it up on, on YouTube or look it up on Peacock app and uh, see what's going on. But the race itself was fantastic. The weather was absolutely perfect. A little breezy. Uh, which caused some uh, chaos in turn two for several drivers, including rookie of the year, NASCAR champion seven times over Jimmy Johnson. But uh, outside of that, the race was terrific. And looking forward to next year, The if you are an IndyCar fan or you'd like to learn more about it, uh, IndyCar is traveling to Detroit where they will race a, uh, a, on the streets of Belle Isle Park, which is out in the middle of the Detroit River. Very cool. 
Uh, that is Saturday and Sunday, and it'll be on live. It'll be on NBC over-the-air TV, so you don't need an app or cable or anything to watch that. And they'll be recapping a lot of the Indy 500 for that. Great. So let's move on before we take off here. Uh, oh, real quick, on that note, uh, something very interesting in, in our YouTube world happened during the month of May. And that was my motorsports YouTube channel, which I don't hardly ever talk about because I haven't been able really to post any new material on there because I haven't been racing with the uh, pandemic and now with gasoline prices. But I have a racing channel. Let's pull it up here. It is called Midlife Racing Crisis. Midlife Racing Crisis. And uh, it blew up over the uh, the month of May. And I have to think it was people searching for motorsports-related stuff with a uh, Memorial Day weekend being one of the biggest weekends worldwide for motorsports. You have the uh, Formula One Monaco Grand Prix, which is their you know their marquee event, one of their longest running uh, races to the streets of Monaco, which is absolutely beautiful. You have the Indianapolis 500 mile race, of course, which is uh, was the 106th offering of that event. And you have the NASCAR uh, World 600, Coca-Cola 600. To be honest with you, I don't follow NASCAR much. I don't know what they call that race now, but it is always the uh, Sunday of Memorial Day. Uh, Green flag usually drops about two hours after the finish of the Indianapolis 500. So a lot of motorsports going on, and that drove a lot of traffic to my uh, my motorsports page, Midlife Racing Crisis. So uh, I am going to be making a conscious effort to get some more material on there. Uh, I'm not sure what. I'm working on it, but it will be good. It will be fun. It will be entertaining. Some of the Indy 500 stuff I'll put up there. But we, uh, we we've got some opportunities maybe to show some things in and around the business side of motorsports. Uh, my childhood hero, uh, Johnny Parsons Jr. He is the son of the 1950 Indy 500 winner, uh, Johnny Parsons. And Johnny Parsons Jr., uh, quite the shoe himself, many, many USAC open wheel wins, USAC sprint cars, midgets, silver crown cars, uh, competed in 12 Indianapolis 500 mile races, two fifth place finishes there. Also happens to be a very good family friend and one of my dearest friends. Very, very fortunate and blessed to be able to have, uh, you know, somebody that, you know, I idolize from a, from as far as a sports uh, figure's perspective. Probably not the right word, but you know what I mean. To also be a very close personal friend. One of the very first race cars that I really fell in love with uh, was a, a championship dirt car that he drove in the mid-70s. Uh, my father worked on some sponsorship programs for that car. So there was, a you know, just a, a very close family attachment to that race car. Um, race cars have a lifespan. Eventually they age out where technology passes them by or they get crashed and they get damaged and they're just not repairable. So they disappear. The car I'm referring to is, is as I mentioned, was a, what was called a USAC Silver Crown or championship dirt car. Its nickname was Old Herman. And Old Herman held uh, many track records, many years, decades after the car was out of service. And uh, the car was being restored back to the uh, to the condition it was and with the same paint scheme or, or a livery, which is the new word from Europe that everybody uses for the paint scheme of a race car. But it was, it's being refurbished and restored back to that program, one of the sponsorship programs that my dad helped put together and also a car that I spent a lot of time being able to see in the shop and what have you. It is being restored just down the street from where I live. And uh, uh, hopefully uh, if we can, not if, but when we can make schedules, Johnny's schedule and my schedule, and then the gentleman that's doing the restoration, we're going to be able to go have a look at it and hopefully get Johnny on camera uh, talking about his memories from that car. Some, some just a, a great uh, three or four year run he had in Old Herman with, uh, with the USAC Silver Crown Division. So I'm looking forward to that. So we're going to put that up on the racing page as well. But don't worry, we're not going to be neglecting our midlife adventures. That's kind of my mission here, my goal 
uh, moving forward with the rest of my life is just to, again, inspire people to stay active, try new stuff, and take advantage of the time they have as they reach midlife and they become empty nesters. All right, we're going to wrap things up with uh, some health stuff. I should have a theme song for that health stuff, but I don't, so bear with me. Uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about infrared saunas. Now, I'm a big, big Joe Rogan fan. Love listening to the Joe Rogan podcast, all kinds of stuff, everything from health and wellness to just funny stuff they talk about, politics, you name it. They cover it, and I enjoy it. But one of the things I kind of got interested in was the benefits of sauna as far as uh, health and wellness. Uh, Yeah, it warms you up. And and if you've been a member of a gym, there's a good chance at some point they had a sauna where they had a a rack that was plugged into tremendous amounts of electricity. It ran through electrodes. It got really hot and it created dry heat. And you go in there and sweat for a little bit and uh, then you leave and you take a shower. I hope you took a shower because you're pretty sweaty and stinky. I mean, at least I am when I walk out of there. But as, uh, as time went on, we began to learn that there are more and more medical benefits from exposing your body to that extreme heat. Well, fast forward to some technology, or I guess it's probably more research that's come along in the last uh, 36 months or so, um, is that infrared. Now, infrared are, if you've ever stayed in, a, in an older hotel or motel, Holiday Inns used to have these all the time. They'd have that one red light bulb up in the ceiling that had a timer on it. And you could go in there and you could turn that timer on and it would heat the floor with this infrared bulb. It would heat the whole bathroom up, but mostly it would heat the floor so you could stand, you know, get in and out of the shower and your feet wouldn't get cold. Well, the reason that is, is because the infrared light would heat the surface that it touches, not the air. That's what makes infrared so good. If you've ever seen a warmer at a fast food restaurant, those are infrared light bulbs or heat lamps, sometimes they're called, that keep the food warm. Well, turns out that that infrared light is very good at penetrating the skin and heating your body from, you know, layers deep inside of the skin. Now, I am taking a tremendous amount of research and condensing it all into easy-to-understand English. It's a whole lot more uh, nuance to this, but this kind of gives you an idea. The other neat thing about infrared is it doesn't heat the air quite as much as a regular dry heat sauna does. So this means that your body can sit in the elevated heat longer and get the benefits from it. So let's go over a couple of things. And some of these I've experienced myself, some of it I didn't really notice, but these are some reports. uh, People have said that they, you know, some things that they've experienced from using infrared sauna. Uh, One of them is better sleep. There is a lot of research that shows the heating and the cooling of your body. And when you do that and how you do that can greatly affect how you sleep. Uh, One of the things that that I've known for several years and try to implement is keeping your bedroom in the mid 60s, 64 to 67 degrees temperature. Pile all the blankets on you want. doesn't really matter. But having your bedroom at a cooler temperature year round like that will promote better sleep. Uh, Other things people have noticed, uh, relaxation. One I don't really get down with, and that's detoxification. You hear all this, oh, we're going to detox the body. Uh, What does that mean? What what does detox mean? You're not sweating anything out that hasn't been through your liver. That's your liver's job is to take the toxins out of your body. That that word gets thrown around when somebody starts talking about toxins. Take these pills, slap these onions on the bottom of your feet. The toxins will come out, walk away. It's silly. It's ridiculous. I don't buy it. But here we do get to some good stuff. Weight loss. Well, there's going to be people sitting there going, yeah, you're going to sweat. You're going to lose water. So you're going to lose weight. Well, there's something else that, that a dry sauna can do too. 
in addition to sweating. Yes, that is weight loss, but the minute you drink a couple of glasses of water, you put all that weight back on. However, here is something that you can do that'll help you lose weight by sitting in the sauna, and that is just sit there. You will notice as your body warms up, your heart rate elevates. Your heart rate elevating is what burns energy, burns calories. Now, it's going to elevate if you're healthy, you're not under any type of, uh, uh, you know, you're not on a stimulant or you're not on some type of medication. Uh, it's going to run up, I don't know, 120, 130 beats per minute, which is the best rate for fat burning for most people. You don't need to have your heart pounding like you're running a marathon and you're trying to sprint up a hill. It's just slightly elevated into that aerobic area where your, your body's burning energy. And this can be done by simply sitting still in a sauna. So if you have a disability or something like that that makes it difficult for you to get your heart rate up, here's something you do by simply sitting on your butt that's going to help you lose some body fat. Uh, something else is also listed on this, relief from sore muscles. Heat does that, but that penetrating heat from the infrared is supposed to be a little bit better for that. Uh, clear and tighter skin. I don't know about that. Improved circulation. That makes sense. Uh, and here's something else again. I didn't have chronic fatigue syndrome, so I don't know, but some people who have it have reported that this does help with that. So those are some things you can do uh, in, with infrared sauna that you can't get out of a dry sauna. Now, I was, uh, when I was doing some research before this broadcast here, um, I did click on and, oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm, I'm, I'm multitasking here. I haven't seen you doing your live podcast for a while. You're right. It's been a little bit and I appreciate you hanging in there, buddy. Um, but uh, the sauna. So when I'm, I'm researching this, I was looking at some units and this is, uh, this is just when I pulled up Google and you type in anything, it's always going to give you some ads. Here's a um, medical eight full spectrum sauna infrared for $11,699. Or you can get a smaller model, three person for only $2,500. Or you can get the one person version for $1,799. So 1800 bucks. Well, I did a little research, did some looking around, digging around on YouTube and some other resources. And I put together a very effective sauna uh, for under 300 bucks. Uh, I made a video for it. I will include it in the link to this. Uh, I can't do it while we're doing the uh, the live stream, but when I post this uh, just as a regular post, I'll put the description in for the for the uh, the video. But it was under three hundred bucks. It involved a grow tent, some infrared light bulbs, uh, both items I purchased from uh, Amazon, and then uh, if you've ever seen a work light, the clamp on work lights uh, that are very inexpensive, you just plug them into a regular household outlet. They kind of got a bell on it, and you screw the light bulb in it. Uh, Picked up a handful of those to match the light bulbs, and voila, I have my own infrared sauna. Gets up to around 120 degrees, which for infrared is plenty warm enough. Again, we're we're heating the skin from the uh, you know inside out, not from the dry heat that's around it, and uh, it, it's fantastic. Uh, it takes up very little space. We've got a rather large uh, bathroom. Our second bathroom is pretty big, so it sits over the corner. Uh, plug it in, turn it on. I let I let it get a little warm, just because I don't want to sit in there cold. I put a chair in there. I throw a towel over the chair. And I think I got up to where I was able to sit in it for 30 minutes. Uh, longer you sit in there, the better it is for you. My issue is uh, I get bored. I run out of things to do. My phone gets hot. I don't want to roast it. But these are all things you can do. Uh, or excuse me, this, this is something you can do for, you know, relatively small amount of money compared to what it takes to buy a manufactured one. Now, it certainly is not going to have all the features and benefits of that a, uh, you know, $12,000 sauna is but it will get the job done for sure so you can go ahead and check that out but that's going to wrap it up for this show i do appreciate you all checking it out hopefully the music uh mixes a little better than it did last week and again please 
Make sure you follow us. Give us a thumbs up. Share the podcast. I'd also ask you to do the same over on YouTube. Please join us at Judy and TJ's Midlife Adventures and Midlife Racing Crisis. Please subscribe, follow, and we'll do our best to keep you entertained through the summer. Appreciate you joining me here live with no heads up whatsoever. We'll catch you later.